sharing our faith and passion for the Lord Jesus Christ with others is a desire of Zion Christian Fellowship. Our prayer is that this message will have a lasting impact on your life and draw you closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. This message is not copyrighted. You are free to make copies for friends and neighbors. We only ask that you copy it in its entirety without alterations or changes. Now unto the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, good morning and greetings in the name of Jesus. It's good to see everyone here this morning. It's been inspiring to my heart to be here. I uh, rejoice in the grace of God. We have much to be thankful for. And this morning as we look at our... um, Scripture from Daniel chapter 6, we have the account here of Daniel. Daniel who was cast into the den of lions and found there that God was sufficient. So if you want to turn there to Daniel chapter 6, I'd like to read this account. Daniel chapter 6, beginning at verse 1, and we'll just read through to the end of this chapter. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom an hundred and twenty princes, which should be over the whole kingdom, and over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king, and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains, have consulted together to establish a royal statute, and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing, that it be not changed, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house And his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. 
Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree, and every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within thirty days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing is true according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Then answered they and said before the king, That Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. Then the king, when he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself, and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men assembled unto the king, and said unto the king, Know, O king, that the law of the Medes and Persians is, that no decree nor statute which the king establisheth may be changed. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel, and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake, and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel and hath shut the lions' mouths, that they have not hurt me. Forasmuch as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Then was the king exceeding glad for him, and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no manner of hurt was found upon him, because he believed in his God. And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, And they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, and their wives, and the lions had the mastery of them, and break all their bones in pieces, or ever they came at the bottom of the den. Then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, Peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, Men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, and steadfast forever, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivereth and rescueth, and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth, who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions."
So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. And that is the end of that account. So we have again another miraculous account of what God did for his people. And as the book of Daniel tells us, they that know their God shall do exploits. And here we have Daniel simply trusting in God and believing God, being faithful to God, and demonstrated again what the power of God can do for someone who believes in him. And here the decree that Darius gave at the end, it said, He delivereth, speaking of this God, He delivereth and rescueth, and He worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth, who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. Now that term, He worketh signs and wonders, that simply means miracles. God works miracles. And he did it for Daniel here in delivering him from the power of the lions. We know that what happened here is not according to the nature of lions. Uh, They reverted back to their normal nature when the evil men were cast in and they tore them up before they ever reached the bottom of the den. That would have been the typical manner, and was in fact what the princes who conspired against him had intended. They thought this would get rid of Daniel once and for all. Now I'll just say this, as we look at this account, which is probably very familiar to all of us, we have heard it from our youth most of us, and it is so common, we often even tend to think of it as a children's lesson or an account. Well, it certainly is that and more, but it's for our admonition, it's for adults. And I had to consider that Daniel had served the Lord for many years. He had seen miracles of God before, he had You know, in their early years, when they first came to Babylon, they were tested and they appealed to the king or to the man that was in charge of them to to allow them uh, to do what their conscience and their God instructed them to do. And so that was granted and God miraculously showed his power in making them ten times wiser than the other men. We have the account of that uh, image that was set up and they were asked to bow. And in that account, we don't read about Daniel particularly, but we have the account of his companions. We have accounts of Daniel being able to interpret dreams. uh, And God miraculously uh, revealing dreams to Daniel. We have the account there of uh, Belshazzar 
who dishonored God, and God called him to account, and Daniel came in to interpret the writing that was on the wall and give him the warning and so on. So here again, after tests throughout the years, here's Daniel again. He is now more advanced in age by the time Darius uh, comes along. And I didn't really research it as to how far this would have been, but Daniel, it is believed, was in Babylon the entire span of the 70 years that they were in captivity. And this would have been well on into those 70 years. So Daniel is getting on in years, and yet he believes in his God. So, Darius the king saw that Daniel was a man of of honor and of integrity and wisdom. And he set him over the the princes uh, among the uh, 120. And beyond that, there was three uh, vice presidents, if you will. And Daniel was preferred above the others because an excellent spirit was in him. And it was clear to all that the king preferred him because it says the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Well, that raised some jealousy. And that is nothing new in the history of men. It would be interesting if we were able to know how much jealousies affect our politics today. Without a doubt, it has a big effect on it. And here we have a conspiracy where these, it appears that it was the 120, but uh, it just says the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom But after searching, they could not find any fault. He was faithful in what he was asked to do. And they concluded that the only way they're going to find some fault with him and accuse him of is in concerning his God. Because that is one area, and I'm just inserting this, as they're thinking, they knew that he was faithful to his God and would not uh, do anything to dishonor his God. So they concluded, rightly, that this was the only way they're going to find an occasion. So they conspired together. And I had to wonder as I thought about this and what their, their reasoning was, uh, it's quite likely that they knew a bit of history. They might have known the occasion when Daniel's three companions refused to bow before the idol. And so how are they going to uh, reenact this, if you will? Uh, it, It seems so parallel by saying or coming up with this scheme that everyone should pray to the king. And no other god should be considered or or thought of for 30 days. I think they rightly concluded that this would appeal to the vanity of the king. And so 
they came and gave flattery to the king. King Darius lived forever. They used the proper titles. They're coming in with this serious proposal. And they didn't... uh, it didn't bother them to actually just use a blatant lie right from the get-go by saying all the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors, have consulted together to establish a royal statute. Well, that may have been true with one exception. They didn't ask Daniel because this was a conspiracy against him. So they deceived the king got this petition together and persuaded the king to sign it into law, which the king did. He he went along with their scheme unwittingly. He didn't realize that there was something much deeper and they were feigning everything that they were claiming here. But... They appealed to his vanity, and he consented, signed it into law. And then it says in verse 10, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. I'd like to draw just several key points out of this. In Daniel's example here, it says this is what he did aforetime, and they expected to find him there. They seemed to know where they would find Daniel. They apparently knew his habits, and this was not, uh, I think... um, Daniel was not doing this to be seen of men, but he was doing it to be faithful to his God. And they knew his habits, and so they had, in knowing that, they had conspired against him. It was, it was part of their plot, which indicates they fully expected that he would be faithful to his God and continue as he did aforetime. It's a challenge to me about faithfulness and steadfastness in prayer. Another thing I'd like you to note is what he prayed for or what his prayer was. Doesn't give it real specifically, but it says he gave thanks before his God. He gave thanks. Now, how would you pray? If you were in Daniel's situation, how would you pray? Well, the first thing that would come to my mind is, Oh Lord, please deliver me from these wicked men and from their plotting against me. And perhaps he did. It does say that uh, he was making supplication before his God in the next verse. 
Well, supplication could mean entreaty and, and requests and so on. So it is possible that he prayed for deliverance, but note that first it says he gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. And it struck me in our uh, memory work there where it says that um, your heavenly Father knoweth what ye have need of before ye ask. That was true here for Daniel. God knew what he needed before he ever came to his window. God knew what he needed. And Daniel knew that God knew what he needed. And Daniel gave thanks to his God. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord. Grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt. And though Daniel didn't have the um, privilege of knowing Christ in the way that we do or that Christ did not yet come and offered himself for the offering for all men. But Daniel knew his God. And he had faith that this God could and would deliver him. So the challenge for us is, would we in such a situation be able to give thanks? Well, I'd like to turn to Psalm chapter or Psalm 2, if you want to turn there, I'd like to read Psalm 2 and 3. We could remember that Daniel had access to these psalms. They were written many years before. They were available to God's people. And it seems in Daniel's position he would have had access to all the scriptures that, that they had at that time. Now, as we read this, Psalm 2 and 3, think about Daniel and where he was what his circumstances were. Psalm 2. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath, and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. 
Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they which rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, There is no help for him in God. Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. Selah. I laid me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Selah. Now this third psalm, uh, it says in, in the title above it in my Bible, it says a psalm of David when he fled from Absalom his son. So this may seem like a very different circumstance than Daniel found himself in, and yet he had trust in God, just like David here, put his confidence in God, and as Daniel could have read Psalm 2 and I don't think he would have been ignorant that this is a psalm in uh, prophecy concerning the Son of God. Remember in Daniel where it, in uh, the account there of the fiery furnace Nebuchadnezzar talked about the Son of God. He saw this being in the, in the fire as the Son of God. So, as Daniel reads Psalm 2, perhaps, and realizes that though evil men conspire, take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, against uh, any of his servants, he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision, because God is greater. God is able. He sets up kings as he will, and he puts down kings. And so it doesn't matter how high in man's estimation, how, how elevated a position of power, God is greater. And he can set his king upon his holy hill of Zion. Verse 6 there in Psalm 2. And the admonition there in verse 10. Be wise now therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Do you think that verse may have come to mind when he was before Belshazzar reproving him for his arrogance against God and that he ought to have given honor to the God in whose hand his breath is. 
Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. As I read this and think of the promises that, and and these are just a few. Daniel could have turned to many in the Psalms or even in, in the law. Verse 3, But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me. So as he kneels before his God, he knows it's the same God that delivered David. It's the same God who has shown himself mighty in times past. It's the same God who revealed things, marvelous things to him. And it's the same God now that's going to go with him through whatever is coming before him. With that kind of inspiration, I believe that would have given courage to Daniel to be able to give thanks to his God in spite of the death threat that was against him He could give glory and honor to this God of heaven, the God of all power, the God of of the universe, the one in whose hand my breath is, that God I can trust. He saved his people in the past. He said that if the kings conspire together, the one who sits in the heavens, that God shall laugh and shall have them in derision. They can't prevail. If God be for us, who can be against us? When the wicked, even my foes, came up to eat my flesh, they stumbled and fell. The account of how God delivered the children of Israel, his people, way back out of Egypt, 